And welcome back, spooky people. Welcome to That Spooky Life. I am your host, Miranda, and I am happy that you are joining us today on what is actually kind of a first. Uh, Today is going to be a little bit of a mini episode, as I'm sure you can probably tell from the tone of my voice. The allergies this year have gotten the better of me, and I have fallen behind because I spent a couple of days in bed feeling really, really sick. It is getting better. I am not down with the sickness, as it were. So yay for that. I am going to give you guys an interesting little mini episode, probably this week and next week, so that I can wait for some more listener stories to come in. I can prepare more content and actually get caught up from having been sick. So I put a poll out, not an actual poll, but I pulled the audience on our Facebook page and Facebook group and asked what kinds of things you guys would like to hear about for a little mini episode, and I was overwhelmed with responses for cryptids. There are a couple, based on popularity of answers, different types of spirits, hauntings in Georgia that I'm familiar with, etc., that I will share with you probably in coming weeks, or save them in my back pocket, because you never know when the allergies are going to hit again. But today we are going to cover some cryptids, and by cryptids, I mean cryptid, because there is one that I would say is the best introduction if you're not terribly familiar, or probably the most talked about if you are familiar, and seems to, in my experience, be everybody's favorite debate, Bigfoot. So personally, I don't have a Bigfoot experience. I have never seen something that I thought was Bigfoot. I have had a lot of interesting conversations on the subject, though, and I'm going to start off with just a base introduction. Starting with the uh, debatable source of Wikipedia, it's at least got some good citations. From Wikipedia, it says Bigfoot, also commonly referred to as Sasquatch in Canadian and American folklore, is an ape-like creature that is purported to inhabit the forests of North America. Supposed evidence of Bigfoot's existence is based on a number of anecdotal visual sightings, disputed video and audio recordings, photographs, casts of large footprints, etc. Some of these are speculated or known to be hoaxes. Bigfoot has become an icon within the fringe subculture of cryptozoology and an enduring element of popular culture. Folklorists trace the figure of Bigfoot to a combination of factors and sources, including folklore surrounding the European wildman figure, folk belief among Native Americans and loggers, and a cultural increase in environmental concern. The majority of mainstream scientists have historically discounted the existence of Bigfoot, considering it to be a myth created by a combination of folklore, misidentification, and hoax rather than a living animal. Other creatures of relatively similar descriptions are alleged to have at various regions of North America and throughout the world, such as Skunk Ape of the southeastern United States, and the Yeti and Yuren in Asia, and the Australian Yowie, all of which, like Bigfoot, are ingrained in the cultures of their regions. Now this is true. A few episodes back, I interviewed Kurt Sandvik of Paranormal Almanac, and I highly recommend, if you have an interest in Bigfoot, going to find his episodes on anything to do with Bigfoot, or Skunk Ape, or the Yeti, Yuren, Yowie, he covers them all at some point. Also, M from And That's Why We Drink podcast has had at least one, if not more, episodes on some Bigfoot Sasquatch stuff, too. That is where I have gotten a majority of my information just because it's never really been a huge interest of mine beyond the fact that it exists and it holds the imaginations and captivates the attention of so many people. And like, honestly, if I had a Bigfoot sighting, y'all best believe I'd be talking about it. I'd be like, guys, I swear to God. 
I swear to God. But up to my recent exposures, really the the Jack Link's beef jerky uh, messing with Sasquatch was really mostly what I had. That and Harry and the Hendersons when I was a kid. Loved that show. So I can't remember a time without knowing what Bigfoot was, which is which is bananas if you put that in perspective. Like still to this day in a world of modern science, geocaching, geolocation, satellites, things like that, there is still so much of our world that is unmapped, uncharted, unexplored to the point that it's not impossible for an intelligent cryptozoological creature who may inhabit a very specific region and have learned how to sort of outsmart people, which is not hard, as we all know sometimes, it's not impossible for it to exist. Um, I'm also on board with the, the paranormal almanac catchphrase, as it were, of don't shoot Bigfoot. If you find a Bigfoot, don't shoot him. Like we, we, you need to prove that it's a thing and like we want to see him and figure things out. Like shooting him does nothing or her for that matter. There are a couple of interesting stories that I'm not going to share because they've been shared elsewhere and I'm not just going to like steal from those guys. Definitely go check out the, the aforementioned podcasts. But, you know, it's one of those things that like thousands of people have claimed to have seen. It's got the generic overall description of being like seven to eight feet tall covered in hair large feet large hands somewhere between a man and an eight all over the place they're described being covered in hair with either black dark brown or dark reddish and usually there's a bad smell associated with many reports of the creatures so you know if you smell something stinky in the woods could be someone's fresh kill could be bigfoot just keep your eyes open that's all i'm saying um i am not of the camp that believes that people should be made fun of for believing in Bigfoot. I am very much in support of people seeking truth, seeking their own truth, etc. So if you are one of the people who is trying to prove the existence of Bigfoot, good on you. I want to be the first to know if you ever find it because I think that would be super cool. Also, I'm one of the people who holds dear in my heart the belief that perhaps one day we will come face to face with Nessie. Because Nessie was my favorite cryptid growing up, and I was heartbroken to have people tell me that Nessie wasn't real. Because I liked to believe that there was, like, a Leopleridon or something like that living in Loch Ness in Scotland still. So I will be the first to let you guys know if Nessie is real, should I find out, because that that is the cryptid near and dear to my heart, which I may touch on at some point in the future. But... A little bit more from the interwebs. The origin of the Bigfoot name first gained renown by a Wyandotte chief with that nickname in the 1830s who derived his name from the immense size of his feet. His height considerably exceeded six feet and his strength was represented as Herculean. Later in the 19th century, Lakota leader Spotted Elk was also called Chief Bigfoot. In the late 19th and early 20th centuries, at least two enormous marauding grizzly bears were widely noted in the press and each named Bigfoot. This may have inspired the common name of the ape creature and been a matter of confusion in early stories. The first grizzly bear called Bigfoot was reportedly killed near Fresno, California in 1895 after killing sheep for 15 years. His weight was estimated at 2,000 pounds. The second one was active in Idaho in the 1890s and 1900s between the Snake and Salmon Rivers and supernatural powers were attributed to it. So depending, there could be an origin of the Bigfoot 
name and mythology here. Or there could just be like superpowered bears, which I'm also inclined to believe. Uh, regional names include Sasquatch from Canada, although often interchangeable with Bigfoot. The United States used both of these names, but also has numerous terms for the creature depending upon the region. These include the skunk ape in Florida and other southern states, Grassman in Ohio, the Puka Monster in Arkansas, Wood Booger in Virginia. <laughs> I've never heard that one. The Monster of Whitehall in Whitehall, New York, Momo in Missouri, the Honey Island Swamp Monster in Louisiana, and the Big Muddy Monster in Southern Illinois. The Big Muddy Monster. Okay, cool. There's a lot of information out there, a lot of sites dedicated to the exploration and attempted documentation of Bigfoot. I know there's TV shows, documentaries, all kinds of podcasts and episodes and things. Like, I find the legend and search for Bigfoot to be incredibly interesting. It's not one that I'm necessarily going to go camping for a weekend to try and spot Bigfoot. But if I had a friend tell me that they were going to do that, I would be like, hell yeah, call me the minute you're back in service. I want to go over all the footage with you. That sounds cool. I definitely recommend if you if this is something that you're interested in, go through, find out which ones are the hoaxes, find out what is questionable, find what you think is legit. And you know what? Let's start a conversation about it. I don't think this should be stigmatized any more than any of our other paranormal experiences. I think we should be open to talk about what we believe. We don't have to agree. We can agree to disagree, but we can do so peacefully. And you can understand that even if somebody disagrees with you, they're not going to sit there and think that you, uh, you're nutty because of it. I certainly don't. I don't necessarily believe in the existence of Bigfoot myself, but I am looking forward to the day that if they are real, that it is proven because I'll be like, hell yeah, I am happy to now believe in this. I am happy to have been wrong because this is super cool. So. Let's start a conversation. Take it to the Facebook page. Take it to the Facebook group. Join the Facebook group if you would like to. If you have a spotting of Bigfoot, like I legitimately would love to read a story like that on the podcast. Uh, if you have a Bigfoot story or another cryptid sighting or other cryptids that you would like me to talk about, because I'm I am down with the cryptozoology, please send your emails to thatspookylifepodcast at gmail.com. Join us on Facebook. Join us in the Facebook group. It is a great community of people that's growing there. I love every single one of you. You guys are amazing. I'm sorry. It is a short episode today and I'm feeling under the weather and I promise as soon as I am back up to snuff, you guys will have full episodes again. Keep your spooky stories coming. Ghost sightings, premonitions, weird dreams, cryptids, UFOs. I don't care. Send them to me. Send it all to me. I love reading it and this is the conversations that I love having with you guys. So... Until next week, my dearest, darlingest, spookiest friends, do not forget to keep living that spooky life, and I will talk to you then. Bye. Do you like spooky, supernatural, and darkly fantastical things? Are you a fan of horror with maybe a slight touch of romantic tension and a healthy dose of mystery? then stories from the mind of author Diana Brock may be just what you're looking for. Right now, That Spooky Life listeners are being offered an exclusive discount at www.abernathybooks.com. Use promo code SPOOKYSIDE, all one word, to receive 15% off your entire purchase of $25 or more. Shop books, face masks, and the newest edition of t-shirts for your favorite book titles while supporting independent authors and creators. That's promo code SPOOKYSIDE, S-P-O-O-K-Y-S-I-D-E, 
all one word, for 15% off your entire $25 or more purchase, just for being spooky friends of the podcast. And dive in to even more paranormal and supernatural creations at abernathybooks.com. And don't forget to tell them you were sent from the spooky side. Thank you.